Hello and welcome to the Interval Weight Loss Podcast. In today's episode, Dr. Nick Fuller explains what you can expect in week seven on the IWL plan and is once again joined by MasterChef contestant Steph DeSouza. This podcast was taken from a video interview hosted on Facebook and Instagram. So if you haven't already, consider becoming a member of the Facebook community group and join the conversation. Now, please enjoy the Interval Weight Loss Week 7 podcast. Welcome everyone to Week 7 of the IW World Plan. And as per the previous weeks, I will have a special guest joining me being Steph DeSouza. She's going to talk to us about uh, how she's going. I'm going to check in and see you know, what wins she's having, what struggles uh, she, she also might be having because she's in her first weight loss month. Uh, she went through the, the washout period, which is a, at least a month um, for everyone starting the plan and then maybe longer depending on how many diets you've been on in the past. Uh, just to refresh, you can go back and watch those week by week videos. You'll find them in the video gallery and on the Facebook page. Uh, but what uh, we're getting people to do during the washout period is introduce the principles. Uh, you know, get to know the plan, take the pressure off, um, you know, having to apply it all at, at one go because the most successful people form one habit at a time uh, with IWL. So there's six principles, you, you pick one or two um, and you start to master that. Now over time and the magic 66 day rule, you will start to see habits form. That's how long it takes for old habits to go and new habits to form. So Steph's is now close to that 66 day mark. Uh, she's already starting to form some good habits. Uh, last week she uh, her check-in showed that her weight was going down, so we're gonna see today whether it has continued to go down and how she is going. So make sure to go back, watch all of the previous weeks, and we're gonna see the previous week and I'm also going to check in with her and see how she's going with the tips for the weight loss phase which are found in the online IWL app but also the book IWL for women most recent book so Steph welcome how are you Hi. I'm good how are you yeah very good very good so how's progress good um I'm down another half a kilo which is pretty exciting two weeks in a row fabulous well done so and I'm, I'm last week I sort of harped on the fact that, you know, we needed to wait and see what was happening because we need to see that trajectory yeah. and trend over time. If your weights continue to go down, it's, it's definitely reflective of the fact that you're now losing um, fat mass because, um, yeah. you know, if it was a, a maintenance still going on, you would see that down, up, down, up, down, up. Yeah. So well done. I think, you know, it's Thank you. Um, a great result for you. You've just got to keep doing what you're doing because obviously that is enough to get you in that weight loss phase and the small amount of weight loss that we're looking for uh you know no more than two kilos over the month and then we're going to impose a break soon so you're you're sort of well yeah. into that weight loss phase or weight loss month um yeah what what sort of new things have you introduced and what principles are you finding the easiest and which ones are the hardest um so i think this week has been, although I've had a loss, which is awesome, it has probably been the most challenging week that I've had so far. Okay. So um, probably 
there's a few reasons for that. One, I've had a bit of a rough week um, personally. Um, and second one is it's been a really social week as well. So <laughs> those two things together have made me really challenge um, those habits that you were just talking about, um, keeping those habits. Um, but I've managed to stay on track for most of it, which is good, obviously, enough to um, keep the number going down, which is great. But it was, it was probably more of a mind game this week, I think, for me, rather than anything else, trying to just stay focused and keep things um, going the way they have been. Right. So I guess with the social outings, um, for those that are new, it's sort of during the weight loss phase um, or weight loss months, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're not cutting them all out. It's still part of our lifestyle and eating out and dining out and seeing friends um, but we're trying to get them down to once a week. And then the maintenance month, uh, where you're allowed to maintain your weight or you have to ensure that your weight doesn't keep going down, you have two takeaways or two dining outs um, yeah. per month. So it sounds like you've had more than that, but you still managed to see Just some weight. four. Months. Okay. So, <laughs> so it's been, in that instance, it was did you challenging. Make, yeah. Okay. And did you make different food choices? Because I guess before... Um, I see what your answer to that is. If we are eating out more often, and sometimes it's beyond our control, you know, mm. you're you're uh, a foodie, a food expert. You're going to be out mm. dining and, and fine dining yeah. and trialing different restaurants um, and and you know, you know new places that are popping up. So it's a little bit more challenging for you, but it still means that um, you need to be conscious of it because if you're out and you're eating out all the time. Remember, it's not only much higher in fat and salt and um, yeah. sugar, obviously double, often double the amount of calories as compared to yeah. whether we cook that meal um, or you know, as compared to cooking that meal at home with the same ingredients. That, yeah. They want us to come back. They've got to make it taste good. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So I made a choice. So I, all these things were pre plan so I knew they were coming up which was helpful so I made a choice um earlier on in the week which one was going to be my dining out I guess event um so that was that was the one that I was going to I guess relax and enjoy myself at um and the other ones were um the ones where I was going to have to I guess watch what I was eating and drinking to make sure that I was still staying on the plan so um at one one event, I was lucky enough. I was with my daughter, and um, it was great because we shared a meal right. rather than eating a whole meal. Wonderful suggestion. Yes. Yeah. So we did that, and we ordered a um, we ordered a side salad to go with it, so we were able to um, fill up on our on our salad rather than filling up on our on our main meals. That was really good. That worked out well. Um, and just, I think just by taking your time to when you're eating and talking, which I think, I don't know about everybody else, but I naturally probably eat slow when I'm out in a restaurant anyway because you're talking and chatting and socialising. Um, so that kind of makes it a bit easier to eat, I guess, a bit less because you, you fill up a bit quicker than what you normally would. Yeah, definitely. It's another good point. So I guess you you chose or allocated the, the dining out where, you had whatever you wanted on that menu. You know, if, mm. if someone wants, I often say, if someone wants the laksa, then you have the laksa. It's not yeah. about going through 
um, for that once a week and, and choosing the healthiest option. It's about going out and having what you want. If it's the pizza, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But if you're doing it more often, like you did last week, you're aware of it, you plan for it, which is fantastic. On the other three occasions, um, you shared meals or another good tip can yeah. be often to um, get definitely meals that are, are heavier in a salad and vegetable um, uh, base or you can order entree-sized meals um, yeah. as opposed to a main meal because, you know, today the portion sizes are two to three times what they used to be um, in, mm. in the 70s. Uh, so, you know, those sorts of tips. And like you also mentioned, slowing down what we do. So dinner um, or eating out can often be the most important from social and cultural, um, definitely the social connection point of view, but slowing down and taking time to eat that meal. So I guess one of those principles is, you know, we, we, we refer to it as use chopsticks, but it means actually sit down at the dinner table, take the time to engage with others that might be at the table or if you're, if you're alone to reflect on the day, writing a journal and to use a, a utensil that you're uncomfortable with. So it could be chopsticks for some people. It could be an oyster fork or a teaspoon for others so that you put less food in, you take time to chew that food, digest it and allow the signals to be sent sent from your stomach to your brain to tell you you're full because often we just shovel it down we do it on the go um, but yeah. those sorts of tips that make it much easier to ensure you're having dinner as your smallest meal of the day so yeah. well done that, yeah. that sounds like you did Thank very you. well there yeah we did the other thing that um we did we went out as a family um and what we all did is we and we went somewhere where we it's a fairly regular um, haunt of ours where we go and we, we challenged each other to order something that we wouldn't normally order. So it made us really look at the menu and really, so, you know, when you're going somewhere regularly, you just go, oh, yeah, well, I know this. I'll just have that because it's something that you always do. So we, we all ordered something that we wouldn't normally order. It forced us to experience something different that we wouldn't normally have or, um, experience a new taste and yeah that was that was really really good too yeah that's that's a good fun way of introducing new foods as well yeah that's mm, good. yeah you know, very good experience very good and different. And yeah yeah fabulous yeah. well that's good so i mean not all weeks might be as busy as that socially no they're not like this is yeah yeah but you've managed to control it um which is which is very good so uh yeah what else has been sort of happening in the last week since we, we caught up anything that's you're finding very hard to implement or you, you're sort of forming habit and then it's breaking down again um not really i i've managed to sort of keep it um i think as long as i stay in routine i'm okay it's when you when i find that i'm um stepping outside my routine so if i've got to go away for a meeting rather than, you know, a one on the phone or something like that and it interrupts your schedule where you would normally um, fit your meals in or your snacks, those kinds of things. But it takes more preparation, obviously. You need to really think about um, whether it's, like you say, grabbing a handful of nuts as you walk out the door to make sure you are satisfied. Um, going to a meeting instead of going and going having a lunch meeting, you know, I'm having a coffee meeting, 
so I can still control those kinds of things. So, yeah, it really is just about planning, I guess, and making sure that um, I'm not leaving hungry when I'm going somewhere. I've got a backup plan. Um, I've eaten I've eaten my big breakfast and, and medium-sized lunch if it's in the afternoon because that's a trigger time for me. If I haven't eaten properly in the morning, I'm a goner in the afternoon. I have to make sure that I'm I'm satisfied or I'll be looking for something at about three o'clock. And when you're out, you're not likely to make the best choices. No, and it's hard to make the, the right choices as well. Remember, our environment is that sort of what we refer to as the obesogenic. It's full of the highly processed, um, high calorie, and often, you know, those healthier choices are hard to come by. So I guess a couple of things there, like you said, Ensuring the house is saturated in the nature's treats, the nuts, the fruits, even if you're putting or running out the door with um, uh, some yogurt and berries or some oats Mm. um, uh, with some berries and honey and and milk. I mean, all those sorts of things, you don't have to categorise them as breakfast foods or lunch foods. They can be had at any time of the day. Much better to do that than end up being out, um, stuck somewhere and then going to the convenience store, the vending machine or whatever it might be or the drive through You have to prevent hunger and even though it seems a bit counterintuitive, but you, actually, you need to be eating more. You need to be eating before hunger sets in because once it sets in, we will reach for anything we can get our hands on. And often, um, like I just mentioned, it's, it's all those highly processed, high-calorie foods that aren't mm. nutritious and don't fill us up anyway. Yeah, and that's, that has been, I guess, probably the biggest key for me is, is doing that, is trying to make sure that I've, I'm prepared for that. Otherwise, you know, you, you know what's going to happen, so you, you need to prepare for it. And just it doesn't matter what it is. Remember, Steph, you can just be getting the nuts and you can be getting the fruit or putting some mm. 100% nut butter on toast. Mm. Easy, convenient meals. Um, are all suitable and you can have them at any time of the day. It's fine to have oats yep. in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah, thanks, Lucia. I was going to, I had down also to ask you how you're going with that small evening meal because before we started IWM for the majority of the population, all of us tend to start our food consumption lunch and then it picks up and dinner becomes that biggest meal. We wake up, we're not hungry, but you're slowly transitioning in the, you're now having breakfast. You're splitting it up into yeah. two breakfasts. You're getting more food at the start of the day. Dinner is hopefully now starting to, to cut down. You're finding it's the smallest meal and, you, and you're noticing an, an increase in your appetite at breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am finding the smaller meal in the evening much easier to cope with now. It's not really so much of a, um, I guess it's becoming a habit. Okay. And what, what would you have? What would be an example of a meal you'd have for everyone? Um, mm, I guess we don't kind of eat regular. Um, uh, I, I can't say on, you know, this day we'd have this and that day we'd have that. It kind of changes all the time. But um, so we might have a chili chicken and basil stir fry, for example. Okay. That's probably something that we would have, you know, maybe once a month. That would be something that is... I would pack full of vegetables, um, but now 
before I probably wouldn't have had, well, I definitely wouldn't have had rice with it, whereas now I'd cook some brown rice to go with it just to make it more balanced. Yeah. And the weight's coming off. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? But I, my dinner is always on a, um, a bread and butter plate. Great. Okay, I was just going to ask you, what do you use as a guide? Um, do you use a bread and butter size plate? Or often it's a, it's a rice size bowl, um, but that's mm. good, bread and butter size plate. Or if, for those um, that are using a main size plate, just use the inner circle of it as opposed to yeah. the whole plate. But I think it, the key is to serve up on a smaller plate Use it a utensil you're not comfortable with because you've got to learn to really reduce that portion size in the evening so that yeah. you give yourself a chance of waking up hungry. Plus, that small evening portion will be a key part of you seeing that weight loss you're looking for during the weight loss months. It's a really yeah. important part of the plan and that principle, um, breakfast biggest, dinner the smallest. And I touched on some literature last week, but... Just to quickly recap for those tuning in, we use the calories we consume at the start of the day more efficiently. Our body can process them much quicker. And it's actually two and a half times um, what your body can process it compared to the evening. So you've got a, two identical meals, breakfast, dinner, um, you know, same calories, but in the breakfast time, your body burns it at two and a half times what it would if you had it at the evening time. So your body's working better, and that's why breakfast should be the most important meal of the day. But also, again, from a mental alertness perspective, because it sets you up and it helps you make better decisions throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I've noticed um, on my um, Fitbit watch is if I'm exercising in the evening mm -hmm. as opposed to the morning, it's telling me that I'm burning more calories in the evening as opposed to the morning, which is kind of contradictory to um, to, to what you said just then, isn't it? No. So, what? okay, two things there. What I'm referring to is diet-induced thermogenesis. It's a fancy scientific okay. term that we apply to the processing of that food or that meal. So at mm -hmm. breakfast time, you're sitting down and let's just – Say it's a, it's a bowl full of um, rice, chicken, veggies. Mm -hmm. You burn it two and a half times quicker as opposed to having that identical meal at the evening time. Your body's working uh, faster, faster, burning those calories more efficiently. Now, what you're referring to is basically the calories spent or expended during exercise. Now, yeah. believe it or not, during the evening time, and we know this again from science and, and research, the window tends to be between four and six and it's based on our circadian rhythm. That's when we're more mentally alert. That is the time when okay. we're more likely to go out there and exercise harder. And if we're exercising harder, even if it's only by a mm. few percent, that's often enough to see that significant increase in amount of calories burnt during that time. Mm, yeah. That is when okay. our bodies, well, I guess, working more optimally from an exercise point of view because you're more mentally alert. Okay, um, and a lot of that's okay, going that's interesting. Yeah, athletic populations um, because mm -hmm. it's very important for them to be training at their optimum when they are training. And even 
yeah, even though it's, it might seem a bit counterintuitive, it's slowing down at the end of the day, that's the time when you're more likely to put in more effort. So mm -hmm. I guess there's two things there. If you can put exercise or always fit exercise into your day at the end of the day and you're not going to neglect it, great, because you're going to probably work out harder, you're going to reap better, more benefits. But okay. if we leave it and neglect it, often life can get in the way. You so get tired too. There was, yeah, some interesting research that showed recently the people that are more likely to do exercise actually do it first thing in the morning. They tick it off and they get it done yeah. before life gets in the way. So mm. even though you're not burning as much energy, you're not as mentally alert, you're getting it done. So you've just got to do it yeah. when it works for you. And if you're an evening exerciser, great, Steph, as long as it's being done. And remember, we talked about the weight loss phase being that it's got to be a mix-up of the intensities, mm. the varieties, the environments. So you've yeah. been going to the gym, you've got to try new classes, new exercises, new weights. Yeah. You've got to change that comfort zone that you're in. Go to new parks, new ovals, new hills, try new sessions. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And the very last thing on that is, remember these wearables, they're not that accurate in terms of calories. No. They really don't mean that much at all. And when it tells you in a, you're in a fat-burning phase and all these fancy things, it should be ignored. The Choose to Move principle is all about getting outdoors, enjoying it, and, yes, sometimes you're going to be in pain because you're working at high heart rates, high intensities. What it's good for is me measuring your steps, telling you how much you have been moving from an incidental point of view. Mm. I... <clears throat> I find um, my watch is a great motivator for me. So I do pay attention to, I don't pay attention so much to the calories. That's just an observation. But for me, heart rate um, during exercise and things like that, I just try and um, be consistent and try and get better. So even though I know it's not 100% accurate, for me, it's just an incentive. I'm naturally competitive with myself. So it's just a, a way to motivate myself. It's a good one too because you mentioned last week your resting heart rate has been coming down with the change mm. in your fitness that you're noticing. It's a good indicator. It's taking things off weight. We're moving away from the fixation with the number on the scales to improvements in your cardiorespiratory fitness, improvements in your skin, your health, your vitality, yeah. and all of those other things, and the blood results that you went in and, you know, that health check that yeah. you had. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, everything seems to be going in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. I, I feel like I'm changing my habits and doing all those things that I, um, I guess, that were a challenge at the beginning. They're not so much of a challenge anymore. Um, the key, I think, so I've got another week in the weight loss phase. Yes. Um, and then um, I, th I guess the key for me will be not taking my foot off the pedal too hard yes. um, and I probably need to start reading about that now because it's not something that I've focused on yet um, I need to I need to prepare for that that phase already I guess rather than just going all right well here I am what do I do now definitely and there's two ways you can do that obviously on your app in the weight loss circle when it changes over to your maintenance month there will be a downloadable resource that just to remind you oh, what okay. you do during the, the maintenance period. But it's in mm -hmm. your IWL book, 
Okay, all, all of the versions, but you've got the recent one which you're referring to. Um, and again, because you're still in the weight loss phase, remember um, page 196 is that checklist. Again, it's in your app yeah. and it's telling you the things to watch out for. So, you know, I, I just mentioned it, lack of exercise variety. Um, you might be having too many treat foods or eating out too often, not eating your five meals per day, all of these things to make you aware of what you should be doing during the weight loss phase to, to, you know, achieve that small amount of weight loss you're looking for. Mm. And then, like I mentioned, um, the chapter afterwards, the importance of diet breaks, that's what we'll tackle when we get to maintenance, what you do to put the brakes on and also ensure you don't regain any of the weight or take the foot off too much. Mm. Yeah. And, it, you know, usually if you just keep your exercise going, keep applying the principles, you'll be fine. Yeah, okay. As long as it should always feel easy. Everything you're doing should not feel like the all or nothing. It's not that. It's just slowly changing habits and making this a way of life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's feeling like it is becoming that, which is great. Okay, wonderful. And in your household, that was the last thing I had written down. Are you noticing any changes with the family members in terms of are they, are they starting to... Uh, follow or inquire about different things um, yeah it's interesting yeah yeah it's interesting that you say that um, so um, I've noticed that see my husband's a classic not eat all day come home and and eat dinner and probably snack until bedtime um, so he's he's starting to um, he's not adopted breakfast yet but he is he's taking um, a seller to work with him during the day. So, and I have noticed, I, I, and I think because I've naturally cut down on the size of my meals, theirs have naturally happened as well. Okay. It's interesting. Might encourage him to start having breakfast. Yeah, exactly, because he might be feeling more hungry. So it's probably why he's eating lunch, to be honest, because he's feeling hungrier during the day. Um, their diet is, we eat the same food. So, We've changed over from white rice to brown rice, so that's happening all the time. Um, we don't, we're not huge bread eaters in our house, but you know, there's only whole grain yep. bread available. There isn't anything else available. There's only whole grain um, um, biscuits available, like um, to put, you know, tomato and cheese or whatever it is that you put on them, like you would normally do for a snack or cheese. That's the only thing that's available. Um, there's heaps of, um, there's always berries, there's always fruit, there's always yogurt, um, there's always vegetables. So th I guess the fridge and pantry have changed. There's, I've noticed, um, knowing that he's not, he's not a great, um, he eats everything. He's a great eater when it comes to variety and things, but, he um because he has problems with his tummy, he um can be a bit food adverse because it can make him not feel great. Um but so I've been trying to focus saying, you know, your mood is better when you eat breakfast. You know, um if he's running out to soccer and I know he hasn't had afternoon tea and he probably hasn't eaten all of his lunch because he hasn't felt great, I say, why don't you just grab a handful of almonds? and eat them in the car on the way. And you go, oh, okay, because it's easy and it's convenient for him and um, it's it's not something that's going to make him feel 
full and heavy and sick. So he'll, you know, he can he can grab that. So yeah, I can see some subtle changes for all of them actually. That's great, and, and that's going to take time. Um, the education is just you role modeling. That's all it is. Like you're doing, yeah. and, and little tips and tricks that you might pass on, um, like the snacks on the way to the soccer. That sort of thing. It's perfect. Mm -hmm not about yeah. pushing anything onto anyone because you forming these good habits will rub off onto them and before you know it, everyone will be enjoying breakfast um, and, and much healthier for all of the principles they're applying. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got another project that I'm working on at the moment locally which is about um, our local uh, councils doing a meat-free November and I'm helping them with that so in our house also we're working on I've been working on dishes for that so we have introduced quite a few more um, meat-free meals um, purely because of recipe testing and things like that but that that has been helpful for this program as well to try and introduce more meat-free meals into our into our diet and yeah I mean not every meal has to include meat it's just part of that Australian culture we think it does a um, couple of meals a, a week um, with some red meat, great. It's probably going to be plenty um, of meat to meet your iron requirements, uh, which is even more relevant for menstruating women. So for even more inspiration, you might, because we do have quite a, a lot of vegetarian and vegan um, recipes in the IWL program. Um, have a look at those and see what you think too. Because yeah. we try and encourage people to start, um, you know, with the idea of, you know, it's quite easy cheap to cook a plant-based meal then you can easily add in uh, one of your favorite meats anyway if you wanted to as, mm. as an add-on yeah to mess it up a little bit yeah, yeah. to make it oh, make the variety seeing, better yeah yeah looking forward to seeing some of your your vegetarian creations yeah yeah it's been fun actually it's been good oh wonderful i'll keep it up i think you're doing very good thank Steph. you Thank you. Thank you. I'm still waiting for the wheels to fall off at some stage, which I'm sure they will. But being here with you every week makes me um, be a bit more accountable. So, And I know not everybody has that, but, um, yeah, that probably makes it a little bit easier for me to stay on track, I guess. So yeah. I guess just because I'm, I'm not saying I've, I've um, fallen off the wagon, um, I know if I didn't have this accountability, then, you know, I probably would have uh, more often than I have now. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting point. I mean, just two quick things there. It's not applying the all or nothing. Um, you know, mm. the all or nothing, we know we can do that for eight weeks, four, eight, yeah. ma maximum 12. And then from an evolutionary point of view, we, we say, what the hell, we go back and reintroduce all those yeah. things we've missed, um, go back to old ways. But secondly, you're slowly working on a principle at a time and forming habits and as I keep saying each week, it should feel easy um, yeah. and it shouldn't feel difficult. And any time it does, you have to rethink what you're doing there because it suggests that that change you're making is not sustainable. So when that mm. comes up, we brainstorm it, we work through it. And then for those that don't have the benefit, obviously, of checking in with me each week, they can still be accountable online. They can do that through the IWL community group. It's a fabulous place where people are sharing their progress, their recipes, their workouts, everything relating to IWL. So that's on the Facebook yeah. group. Um, and secondly, you know, many, you know, read the books and follow the program. Um, just 
by themselves, but also many also follow it online. So they download the app and they use that as their accountability. So they can follow mm. anywhere and everywhere. They log their weights each week. They're logging their habits each each day so they can see those habits forming over time. Yeah. So if you want the accountability, anyone that is actually um, you know, starting their journey now, there's so many different ways you can get that accountability and many different resources online. So you know, go to the websites, mm. weight loss websites, and see what works best for you. But you can always just yeah. start by going to the library and borrowing the books. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I find, I find the accountability works for me. So if it wasn't here, I'd have to find it somewhere else, whether it be a, you know, a buddy that I do it with or, you know, the app or whatever. But, yeah, I, I do find that helpful. Yeah. Do you find the visual tracker of your weights on your dashboard helpful as well to see it all in one place? I do. I think that will be better over time because you'll yeah, see cool. more. But, you know, I'm only Very three weeks day. into that, really, yeah, yeah, where I'm just seeing just a slight, tiny, tiny little downward slope. So Yeah, and like, that's a very good point because you, you're only a couple of months in, not even a couple of months, but over time mm. when you start to see this, you know, mm. a year, six months, a year, 12 months, 24 months, et cetera, that's when it really is setting in. So, yeah, that yeah. will become um, even more... Uh, I guess, rewarding um, over time. But there's different views. You can look at the monthly, the yearly, and then always that 10 mm. yearly view of what you know you're working towards. Yeah. It's a long, long yeah. Term. yeah, it's a long, it's a long way away. <laughs> yeah, that's just to keep you focused on that picture that you're yeah. regaining control of your weight and your health and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, that ever again. As long as you keep applying these principles, your weight will come off, your health will improve. And you're going to feel much better for it. So keep it up. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess I'll check in next week, hopefully yeah, with similar results. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Keep applying. Thank you. All right. We'll okay. chat soon. Bye, Steph. Have a good week. See you, Nick. You too. Bye. Bye.